Hello, I'm Tom Moan, and today I'm beginning an old and yet continuing adventure. In 1968, my family and I returned to Tulsa, where I became the general manager of KORUFM and Oral Roberts, radio announcer. At that time, from 1968 until March of 71, I had a daily program entitled Good Morning Brother Pilgrim. And now, after 50 years, I'm resurrecting it with a new title, Good Morning, Fellow Pilgrim. And a pilgrim is a person who's on a journey, and in this case, a journey of the kingdom of God on earth as Jesus prayed. So I hope you'll join me as we look into the past, the present, and the future. This is the Good Morning, Fellow Pilgrim podcast with Tom Moan for December 2nd, 2019. Just a quick disclaimer, Um, the audio in this podcast is a little odd. I was using a single microphone when I should have been using two, so it sounds a little uh, strange in the room, but uh, I wanted to go ahead and keep the audio because I feel like uh, there were some great points that were raised. So uh, this is a little side note. The next time we do this, I will have uh, a better microphone set up. Okay, enjoy. Well, good morning, fellow pilgrims. What a delight it is to be with you this day. This day is going to be an embarking on a brand new journey here on Good Morning Fellow Pilgrims. We're going to be, we're going to call this one Round Table Number One. Why a round table? I've got my two sons with me, Paul, who's the eldest, and Matt, who's the youngest son. Both of them know and love the Lord, have beautiful families and wonderful wives and They've followed the Lord and gone through some deep stuff themselves, just like Barbara and I had to stumble around before the Lord finally just went and blew on us into that, brought us into that kingdom of God. And we're going to start, I want to uh, bring in Matthew, who does my recording. And we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer. And we've been also talking about the Sermon on the Mount. And over the past few podcasts, I've talked many, many times about how do we enter this other realm, this kingdom of God that Jesus preached about. That's what he said he came to do, was to bring the kingdom of God on earth. And in the Lord's Prayer, of course, that's what we pray. But in Matthew 6.33, he says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, in the last podcast, I spent a lot of time talking about the sheep hearing the Lord's voice. I talked about, once again, don't seek the the world, the flesh, and the devil. Don't seek the things that are just of this realm, because they will not ultimately satisfy, and therein rose the lie. And sin bound us to this realm. We were lost in sin, and God came in Jesus Christ and bought us back with Jesus' blood at Calvary. At Calvary, everything was made new and right in Jesus Christ. And that's why we are so grateful to him, because he opened up the realm. In the last podcast, I've been talking about Nicodemus, been talking about the woman at the well, been talking about so many things again and again and again. Because if you people are anything like I am, I heard these things again and again, and I'd say, oh, they're talking about that again, blah, blah, blah. And I finally realized, oh my goodness, 
I could have missed the whole thing because it's all built on the breath of God breathing through the shed blood of Jesus into your heart and bringing to life that gift of faith in you that says, I believe him. He loves me and I'm forgiven. And the whole kingdom begins to open up. So we're going to begin talking a little bit about the Lord's Prayer. I'll begin with my son, Matthew. First of all, Matthew, I want to thank you for doing the recording that you do. I really appreciate it. But you've had some insights that have been very helpful. So take your time and share with us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, one of the things that uh, that has been coming back to me time and time again, at least recently, and uh, it's mainly since you've been uh, referencing that same scripture, uh, you know, and which you pretty, you know, you ask me all the time, am I reading too much? Yeah. And I would say, no, you're always fine. So yeah. don't worry about that. But uh, the big thing was that that little that little kind of throwaway line that we've never made important, my, you know, or like our all of our lives, uh-huh. is that thing that Jesus says at the very beginning of the Lord's Prayer. And it was when you referenced it and kind of spent some time explaining it that it really kind of sank in of oh. the importance of what that thing is. And that's where he says... God, you know, since God already knows what you need daily, you know, he already knows about your food, shelter, and all that stuff. Um, Don't worry about that. Pray like this. And then he goes in and says, uh, you know, he prays the Lord's Prayer, right? So it, it, that, that moment is, it's, it's like the Lord demonstrating the shift between the two realms that you're talking about. Yes. He's saying, God already knows all that stuff. Everything's taken care of. Don't worry about it. So because you know that, now pray like this. In other words, begin out of that realm. Absolutely. It becomes this thing. You don't need to worry about that stuff. Here's the important thing. And then, you know, he goes through and lines up everything. And the first thing he does is say, get in line with God. Yes. You know, he just says, your will be done. So the whole thing shifts. It's like, it's... Years ago, when when I, this is back in you know back in Bread of Life days when I was leading worship, one of the greatest things that uh, one of the biggest things I think I ever uh, like the relationship of I mean not relationship the revelation of my life was that one of the primary things that worship does is uh, is get your eyes off of yourself and align yourself with God. Amen. That's what that's that's the the, the primary purpose of worship for for believers is to um, basically do the very thing that Christ throws away at the beginning of that line. Well, what you're the, saying too is that in some places worship is nothing more than a performance. Well, yeah, worship has become <clears throat> it doesn't become a, uh, a stepping stone. It becomes the primary function and yeah. that's never what it's supposed to be. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I mean, what we're supposed to do uh, is, is, is worship. And I mean, worship not just with with songs and dancing and all that kind of stuff, but worship in everything that we do. Yes. So whether you're you know doing the dishes or you're folding the laundry, that is an act of worship to God. If you are operating out of that place yes. where you're in two realms at once. So there's nothing that's big or little in the kingdom. It's, it's all all kingdom. Everything is kingdom, and that's one of the one of the coolest things too. I mean, almost a year ago, you referenced. Um, 
there was that book that I had mentioned, The Testament of Devotion by Thomas Keller, who was, yes. a, who was a Quaker, and, and a, it's an amazing book. Yes, it is. But he talks about <clears throat> living in a place that he calls simultaneity. Yes. And yes. that's that's living in both places. He's, he's like, you're active and moving moving through the world, but at the same time, you are a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. And it's it's uh, it's a complete shift of all of the things that we say are important as human beings to the thing that is the most important. So you would understand what I talked a little bit about in the last podcast, the temptation then, after we have been born again out of that other realm, is to override it with our common sense. Oh, absolutely. That's one. Well, I mean, that's what that's religion. Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly that's entirely what, religion. I mean, that's what that's what monks did. Yes, I mean, it really is. Let's uh, let's live. Well, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to live in community, and we'll, we're, we'll take care of all those common sense needs, and we'll withdraw ourselves from uh, society, and we will enter the kingdom of God that way. That's, you know, there's a lot of great monks. Yeah, but that's not the answer. Right. The answer is to learn how to be in the kingdom in the midst of everything that's going on. Yes. Not to withdraw. Though there, you know, I mean, obviously there are times when God says, "Why don't you take a step back?" Sure. Um, but it's so interesting is that whenever there's, and and there's even a danger in, in in my own self even right now. Whenever you you get a revelation, what you want to do is say, "Oh, okay, so these are the laws that regard that revelation. Let's set those in place and let's make a religion." <laughs> and that that's because that's. I mean, I can even feel that pull even now. Oh, sure. Um, but, That's what we call the old man. <laughs> but it's that same thing if you go back to that, that uh, somewhere in Samuel where uh, David, uh, is he's just about to go into war. And God says, uh, I want you to wait. And when you hear the wind blow through the trees, that's when you attack. Yeah. You remember that was the whole thing like the field of lentils, yes. I think. Yeah. And so what we want to do at that point is what like what David... <laughs> What David wants to do and what all humanity wants to do is say, okay, so now we listen to the wind. And so from this point on, anytime the wind tells us what to do, we're going to do that thing. Amen. So we set up this temple of temple to the wind, right? <laughs> so, but what's cool is that the next day it's the, almost the exact same situation and God's direction is totally different. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, so we always have to live. We have to live now. Now. It's always present. So the, the Holy Spirit is always going to be telling you what to do. And that's, that's what living, I, I feel, that kind of encapsulate, that kind of is like this encapsulating fact about what Jesus is talking about at the very beginning of, of the... Well, I want you to listen to my other son, Paul, who's just moving from one job to another. And through this experience, has been learning more and more about this present of the kingdom of God in this other realm, Paul. Mm -hmm. uh, could you just speak to that? What does what does it profit if you get a job and gain the whole world and what? Boy, I just I'm listening to y'all here and I I really, really, really appreciate Matt what you've shared and I I see and hear the truth of it. Um and it is so as that is as I reflect on the way uh, the things that I worry about and concern myself about, you know, Jesus, uh, 
he addresses those things and he he says don't this is what the gentiles do they they constantly worry about all this stuff you know how are our needs going to be met and if i look about myself in the world that's that's what our society is based on is not only getting your needs met but ensuring they will be met in the future and Really, that's what mammon is. The love of money is ensuring is ensuring your future. Yes, that's well said. And so, you're, what you're saying is, I'm going to make sure that I have this much in the bank, so that in case God doesn't work out for me, I've always got my cash. <laughs> you know, that's really what a job um, a, a job really is. And if I look at it in terms of, well, how much are these folks going to be paying me? That's the brass tacks of it. And common sense would say, "Hey, that's you got to know these things." And Bali Yali, well, that's true, that's true. Um, but more important is hearing the voice of the Spirit, Heavenly Father. What is your direction? And my my response should be based on what the Father is saying in the moment. Um, how does He want me to walk in this situation? Um, and as dad and I were reflecting on that over lunch, my, my thought was the most important thing in the world that's happening right now is lunch with my dad. Ah, thank you. He's the most important person in the world to me. This situation, walking in this now moment with the Lord, I just, you know, so Matt, that word you used, that the, that the Quaker fellow? Oh, simultaneity. Simultaneity. I just, I really, really appreciate that because this whole idea of not being, not looking to man, not looking to um, my occupation um, as a means of support for my family, it's, it all carries that same idea, that, that it, it all centers around that same idea of walking as Jesus walked and you know if you if you look at scripture and it it says that uh, John the Baptist looked upon Jesus as he walked yeah right and said behold the Lamb of God Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him and all men of God everywhere all people of God walk with God we walk with God yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and so it's in that moment-by-moment moment experientiality that we, we experience enlightenment, forgiveness, sanctification, leading in guidance, peace, contentment. All those things happen extemporaneously in that situation. Situa- what did you say? Simultaneity. Simultaneity moment <laughs> that we exist in. So I, I, I was really blessed by that and uh, just that concept and uh, it, it helps me to, to walk in peace. And so when, I, when Dad and I were eating lunch and, and uh, we were reflecting on, well, I've got this job offer and, boy, they've, they're going to really pay me a lot of money and, and that'd be great. And I thought, you know, I don't need that much. I really don't need that much. God knows what I need. Um, and I can trust him. And I've noticed that during this time of being in between jobs, that every day the Lord has given me certain things 
that I, I am certain that I need to do that day. And they're very, very simple things. Yes. Very simple things. He says, son, do this, this, and this. And as I do those things, I am walking in the peace of God. I'm walking in, in har- harmony with with my life. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience to walk in the presence of God. Like Brother Lawrence said, you know, walking in the presence of God, living in the presence of God. And um, so when I do those things, then things are, are just dropping in my lap situations. It's, it's just the Lord. And he is, he is out there actively saying, uh, I'm going to direct you if you will trust me. And if yes. you will believe yes. me, I will direct your paths. Don't worry about clothing. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Be with me. I want you with me. You know, in, in, in Genesis it talks about the Lord walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the garden. Mm. And he's never changed that desire. He just wants to walk with us and be present with us all the time. Um, and he does that throughout by his Holy Spirit in his presence. That's so exciting to be to hear. I was thinking of the verses in Philippians where Paul says that I may lay hold of that for which I was laid hold of by Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, the other night uh, at our Thursday meeting, our dear sister, the Hebrew teacher, was talking to us about that there is a lane that you and I walk in. And my lane is not your lane. I'm, I'm using her words. But it's so important because... If I will live out of the Spirit, everything will be provided for what I am. And I cannot ever do what you and Matt can do. I can never do it because I wasn't created to, nor can you do what I do. It's not a refl- It's individual. And if you don't do, it won't get done. Amen. I wanted to read that verse in Philippians out of the Amplified. He says, Dear ones, as you've always obeyed my suggestions... <laughs> I'm not sure he thought there were suggestions. So now, not only with enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more that I am absent, work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal, and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust, that is, with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ, not in your own strength, for it is God who is working in you. When we realize that, that's what it means to live out of the realm of the Spirit. Well, there's much more that I want Matt and Paul to talk about perhaps in the next podcast. But I'm going to ask Matt and Paul, would you close with prayer? Each of you take about this few seconds and close, and then I'll say the amen. Matthew? Lord, I just ask that you would uh, take the things that need to be heard and let people hear them, and the things that don't need to be heard or that could be misconstrued, uh, just let those things go away. And Father, I ask that you would begin in each of us to make this uh, much more of a reality for us than just an idea. (laughs) I just ask that your your life would be so strong in all of us 
that we would be a living representation of the kingdom of God walking on the earth. And I uh, thank you so much for, the, for my dad and for my brother and for the, the revelation that you've given uh, to, to us through my dad. And uh, I just ask that you would um, continue to strengthen us and help us walk out the things that we've spoken of. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Lord. I agree with you, Matt. And I, 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 I'm speaking to my brothers and sisters out there. Anyone who is hearing this now, it's right there now with you now, this reality of walking in the Spirit with God. Um, so I would encourage my brothers and sisters all over the world. Um, we are all brothers and sisters together in the church, which is beyond time and space, as terrible and as beautiful as an army with banners. And I, I just pray for my brothers and sisters that where there is any strife in their life, that they would rely on the simplicity and the beauty of the Spirit of Christ to uh, bring them peace, help them understand that He loves them. And so I thank you, Father, for this precious time. I, uh, I pray, Lord, that you'd make the highway straight in my heart for the kingdom of God, that you would fill in the valleys, Lord, and tear down the high places, that the Holy Spirit would have a straight highway. In Jesus' name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen and amen. This podcast is available for free download in iTunes and at moanministriesbookstore.com. Sarah Rahm's album, Days of Rain, is available on iTunes and most streaming platforms.